0: In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen Today is the first Sunday of Mistra. Mistra is the last month in the Coptic uh, year And so we are approaching the end of the, the Coptic New Year The Gospel today is from Luke chapter 20 And the theme of this Coptic month is the Lord's love and care for His Church the Lord's love and care for His church. And I think uh, the theme was very clear in the psalm that was just chanted right before, uh, before the gospel. said, Return, we beseech you, O God of hosts, look down from heaven and see, visit this vine, visit this vine, and the vineyard which your right hand has planted, and the branch that you made strong for yourself. The vine or the vineyard is the church. So the psalm is saying, God, this is your church. Come take care of your church. This is the theme of the the gospel of, of Misra, of all the gospels of Misra. The gospel of today is called the parable of the wicked vineyard tenants. And this parable actually recounts the history of the Old Testament. In the parable, the vineyard, very quickly, the vineyard represents the vineyard represents Israel the vine dressers represent the religious leaders, the Jews who rejected the servants of the vineyard who are the the prophets and then they also rejected the beloved son who is the Lord Jesus Christ So this parable speaks about the condemnation, like the Lord said this parable as he was approaching the cross. And so the Lord said this parable to to speak of condemnation to those who reject the Messiah. But it also, this, this gospel shows the great love of our Lord Jesus Christ. It shows the immense love of God. And that's what I want to speak about today, is how this gospel shows the immense love of God. Number one, the gospel shows the love of God in the very first verse of the gospel. The first verse of the gospel, it says, A certain man planted a vineyard. And this verse is a reference to God as creator of the world. God as creator of the world. And God's love was first manifested to, to all of us through the creation of the world. Because love is the driving force for creation. Love is the driving force for creation. If you take an artist, uh, like a painter, a sculptor, uh, a musician, they create portraits, they create statues, they create songs. Because they love art. They love art. And the artist puts themselves in their art. The artist expresses themselves through their creation. The artist expresses himself through their creation. Like for instance, these icons, they have a signature on them. Like Tosani Sustin, she signed all of them. And similarly, God expresses himself in his creation like babies how do babies come from (laughs) where do that's a good question they come from love they are born from love and intimacy all creation comes from love and this is important because the one who created us loved us he sustains us by his love and he's the one that transforms us by his love Creation and salvation They go together Creation and salvation They go together And that's why if you read like Saint Athanasius Like on the incarnation When he wants to talk about Why the Lord Jesus Christ came And took flesh He said it starts at It starts at Creation Creation Look at what St. Athanasius says He says, we will begin then with the creation of the world And with God its maker For the first fact you must grasp is this The first fact that you need to know First thing is The renewal of creation has been accomplished By the same, same word who made it in the beginning There is thus no inconsistency between creation and Salvation For the one Father has employed the same agent for both works, affecting the salvation of the world through the same word who made it at the first. So remember this point, because we're going to come back to it at the end. God's love was manifested in his creation of the the vineyard. Number two, God's love was manifested in leasing this vineyard to the vine dressers. When God created mankind, he gave them authority to rule over the garden of the garden of Eden. He gave man responsibility to care for the creation, the plants and the animals. And if you really think about this, like really think about this, go read Psalm 8 and see what King David says about this. He says, "When I consider Your heavens, the work of your fingers, like all the creation. He says, what is man that you are mindful of him? And then he says, wow, you crowned us with glory and honor. You crowned us with glory and honor. He said, all sheep and oxen, even the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, the fish of the sea that pass through the paths of the sea. O Lord, O Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth so what was so excellent is that he gave mankind this responsibility because he loves mankind and here's another important lesson about love love always has action love always has they mean love always has action love and trust love and responsibility they're so connected You can't say, I love you, and then I don't care about you. You can't say that. If you love, then you care. And because love is action, love is responsibility. And God, in His love, He created this vineyard for us. He created a beautiful church for us. And in His love, He invited us to be its members, to be its servants. Without the vineyard, they would be unemployed. So bad they, they didn't have unemployment back then The vineyard gave them their sustenance It provided for them It gave them food And similarly the church Without it We would be living in Darkness We would be living in darkness We would have no spiritual food How was your year of darkness in, in the pandemic Kulena? We were all in a year of Away from the church It was very difficult Was it not? It It was difficult Being away from the vineyard is tough What a blessing that God invited us to be in his vineyard St. Paul, he says this in 1 Corinthians He said, for we are God's fellow workers We are God's fellow workers And take a moment, digest the words of this God's fellow workers You are God's fellow workers and at one time I was reading a story of a holy man, a very holy man, and the Lord Jesus Christ used to appear to him like regularly. What Coptic lived in America, Yani Kiddis, whatever, Zayokom and the Lord used to appear to him, and he was confessing his sins, and as he was confessing his sins, the priest or the Lord Jesus Christ told him go to your father of confession, confess and receive the absolution. And I read this and I was like, Ida. I'm like, what? and myself, something wrong with that? To like, The Lord Jesus Christ is telling him to go to a priest to receive absolution. You're the Lord. You're the one who gives absolution. Why don't you absolve him? He said, no. You have to go to the priest and receive absolution. Why? Because God loves this fellow workers. He loves everyone to be engaged. He loves everyone to have a role in the church, as if he's like you have a job. You have to do your job. If you without this job, you have no dignity. You have no honor. Again, he crowns us with glory and honor. This is this is the beauty of being fellow workers. The vine dresser's door. Cano. They didn't appreciate being fellow workers They were so greedy So what did they do? They said, we don't want to be fellow workers This is like This is too boring We want to be the boss We want to be the boss They, who else said that? The first uh, The the first The demons uh, Like Satan said that I want to be the boss And Adam and Eve, they said You will be like God This is the the part in us that is so evil, is that we are not content on being fellow workers, we want to be the boss. No, we should be content to be fellow workers. Too many people these days, they want to be the own boss of their life, so they reject the authority of God. Say, I don't need God in my life, why is God going to tell me this is right, this is wrong, this is mishafid? I live the way I want to live. They reject the authority of God. They reject the authority of the Bible and the church. They forget point number one. Point number one is the Lord's creation. Into the Lord's creation. i forgive you guys. Another way the Lord loves us is that that is manifest in this parable is you see how God is patient with us. So patient with us. God gives us patience. He says, in this parable, you see how God gives the vine dressers space and time. He gives them space and time. He doesn 't like micromanage the vineyard. He gives them the freedom to choose because one of the greatest manifestations of love is free will is free will. He doesn 't force himself upon us. God never forces himself. Upon us In the parable it says that the landowner He went into a far country for a long time This doesn't mean that God abandoned us No It doesn't mean that God abandoned us In the liturgy we say You have not abandoned us to the end But you always visited us through your holy prophets God does not abandon us But maybe we can say it like this That God gives us space He gives us space I love what St. Ambrose, he said on this verse He said, not that the Lord journeys from place to place Seeing that he is ever present in every place He's omnipresent He can't just leave you He's everywhere But he is more present to those who love him He is more present to those who love him While he removes himself from those who do not regard him So he doesn't abandon us, but he is more present to those who love him. And the Lord gave time and space to these vine dressers to produce fruit. He did not demand the fruit instantly. He did not demand the fruit instantly. Actually, one of the church fathers said that's why he left. He left so he gave them time to see, like a testing period, to see if they were going to to bear fruit. Because they didn't bear fruit and, But he gave us this time Because God is so loving You know what's written in the Bible It says I have no pleasure In the death of the wicked God doesn't take pleasure In the death of the wicked But that the wicked may turn From his wickedness and live So God gave us time for repentance God gave us time for repentance But their greed and their pride It blinded their eyes And they said, this is the heir. Come, let us kill him, that the inheritance may be ours. So, Yanni, imagine this. For a few extra pieces of fruit, they killed the beloved son. Yanni, just like us, we sacrifice our spiritual life for maybe a few extra dollars here and there. Maybe we sacrifice our spiritual life for uh, a few little, like, vain pleasures here and there. Don't let this part like don't let this greed into your heart. God in his love, he gave us time for repentance. He gave us a time to resolve all things. So use the time wisely. Otherwise, there will be a time for, for judgment. The last and most important way that God's love is manifest in this parable is by sending the beloved son. Sending the beloved son. The gospel says that the owner sent three servants, and each time they treated him shamefully, they beat him, they wounded one, they ridiculed him, they spit on him. So and I was thinking, why on earth they did this with three of your servants? Why on earth would you send your beloved son to people, kidda? And if it was me and i would have sent like, i I'm like i would have sent a militia yani or an army yani <laughs> you know i would have sent someone yani to it like Ida. this god in his love he said no 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 i'm not going to send the <laughs> i'm going to send my beloved son they will respect him they will love him and even and he knew they were going to Persecute him and kill him. So why did he do this? Why did God send his son into the world? And then he, we know that like we're wicked and we love darkness more than light. And we're going to kill the beloved son. Why? No other answer than love. That's it. No other answer than love. God had a different plan. It says in the Gregorian liturgy, Neither an angel, nor an archangel, neither a patriarch, nor a prophet have you entrusted with our salvation. It was not enough that this patriarch or the servants, no. But you without change came for our salvation. God knew that the death of the Logos would give life to the world. And in the mind of God, it was better for the logos the son of God to take flesh and die then for us to die then for us to die so it was worth it in the God's plan to send his son so we see how much God loves us that he sent his son to die for our sins we see how much it cost him it cost him his own son we see God's love in the fact that They didn't deserve his son They deserved They deserved chastisement They deserved to be kicked out of the vineyard But instead That's not what God did Because he loves them If you were in jail And the price of the bail was so high And someone paid it for you Wouldn't you love them? And you know you don't deserve to be let out of this jail Because we each committed so many sins We don't deserve this love that God gives us But God, He came and paid the price for our sins Why? Because He loves us And not only did He pay the price Another way you see love Is that the value of what is given If I give you a dollar, I love you one dollar If I love you more, I'll give you ten dollars And if I love you more, I'll give you $10.50, best. The more that you give, the more that you love. And you see the love of God in that He gave His only begotten Son for us. This is the deep, deep love. This parable is a story of God's love for mankind. I hope you see God's love in the creation of the vineyard. We are His creation. We see God's love manifested in us being... Co-workers. Are you into co workers? Well into not co workers. You work against God or you work with God. You do his will or you do other people's will. Do his will. You be co workers with God. You see his patience for us. And you see his love in the best thing that he sent his son to come and take flesh. And glory be to God forever. Amen. Amen.